Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Ready? Yep. Let's go. Let's laugh. We are imperfect after all. Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Imperfect Us podcast. I'm Leanne Camilleri. And I'm Lisa Downs. As hosts of the Imperfect Us podcast, we share relatable stories that celebrate we are all perfectly imperfect humans leading perfectly imperfect lives. We discover practical and evidence-based strategies that draw on the science of well-being and positive psychology that help us to uncover the barriers that might hold us back from being our authentic selves and turn them into opportunities so that we can show up more consistently doing what we really aspire to do and who we want to be. We acknowledge the Wadarung and the Ghana people as traditional custodians of the beautiful lands on which this podcast is being recorded. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and extend this respect to other First Nations people who are here with us today. So let's get started. Hello everyone. I'm really excited to be sharing our next guest today. Her name is Kate Kroger and she's the founder and director of The Confidence Company who is all about creating connections, communication and resilience with confidence. She's a teacher, a professional speaker, facilitator and a confidence coach who is renowned for creating positive impact with students, individuals and organisations. She's worked with many organisations such as Deakin University, Ambulance Victoria and the Werribee Zoo. Kate utilises a strength-based approach to building confidence in people and teams to get crystal clear on actionable steps to set goals and also achieve them. She's a master of preparing you for job interviews, job application assistance, public speaking and writing awesome speeches that enable her clients to realise their unique potential. Kate is all about amplifying mindsets, communication, leadership, confidence, teamwork and resilience. Well, let's dive in, shall we? Welcome, Kate. It's such a, a pleasure to have you here today. Oh, Lisa and Leanne, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Well, let's get started in our first question, Kate, because we're really excited to speak with you, but we'd really love to know and hear, hear from you about what led you or inspired you to do the wonderful work that you're actually doing in, at The Confidence Company. Yeah, great question. Um, so the confidence company is quite funny, very unofficially. I think I've been a confidence coach for all of my life, just as <laughs> my darling mother. Um, so it officially started back in 2016. I'm from Geelong and there was an initiative called My Big Idea and people from across Geelong look, we sent in the weird and the wacky ideas of how to make Geelong better and what we could do for community and lots of other different cohorts. So I decided to submit an idea about bringing students or youth of Geelong together with business people and seeing if I could run like a school holiday program, of course, with my teacher hat on, to yeah. see if those kids could be inspired and mentored by people who are already in a particular profession. So I pitched my idea and I actually ended up in the top 10, which was, mm -hmm. I, I should say, I submitted my idea. And then the top 10, we were invited to the Geelong Town Hall and we had a few minutes to stand up and pitch our idea. And what was wonderful is that the audience was made up of local small businesses or representatives. And then after we pitched our idea, we had some time to sit down in small groups and workshop the idea. And I guess hmm, that sneaky little imposter thought had popped into my head when people kept asking me, oh, so what's the name of your company? 
And I said to them, well, well, what do you mean? I don't have a company. And they said, but this is such a great idea. And you clearly know how to stand up and pitch and speak in front of a group. I can't believe it's not a business. And so I walked away from that experience with a really full heart, lots of hope and some newfound contacts. And so the confidence company was born. Wow. That's such a beautiful um, beginning, that seed that you planted without the intention of what that might look like to all of a sudden other people championing you to create something that you have today. Absolutely. Definitely. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. That's a great story Um, and the inspiration to help others, which is fantastic. Definitely. Thank you. Funny how the little imposter voice gets involved, isn't it? Look, it's a bit of a cheeky one, Leanne, isn't it? But you know what? I have learned to welcome it. It, It's taken, and look at it still, it's a work in progress, let's be honest. Um, But I I do tend to be almost friends with it these days and I yeah, stop. I like that. yeah and I think about the words that I use when I'm coaching my clients and I think well I encourage them to welcome it and to sit in it and then reflect on well what can you learn from that um, mm. and then I love to flip it as well but only mm. after we've honored it with a with a bit of a acknowledgement and then a reflection <laughs> And there's definitely something that Lisa and I've noticed, you know, in, you know, as we've sort of been exploring that, that space, but we're not here to talk about imposter syndrome today. We're here <laughs> to talk about you. Oh, so, okay, sure. <laughs> so, so we're really interested to know more about the work that you're doing around creating connection uh, and confidence. Perfect. Thank you, Leanne. So I feel like I'm, I'm in a really privileged position. Um, I, it's funny when I speak with you know those really intelligent business mentors and they'll say to me, oh, so who's your target audience, Kate? And I'll be like, people. And they'll, and I mess with them a little bit because they're like, what do you mean? You have to narrow it down. It should be a niche. And I just said, no, no, I create connections with people. And mm-hmm. whether it be one-on-one with children, which I do to help create social skills, or on the other end of the scale, I'm currently working with a lady who's in her 60s. And she's looking to retire from her professional career, but she has a story to tell. Um, and so I'm helping to fill up her confidence cup with how to, um, how to do that and how to accept that new adventure in her life. And so it's anything from working one-on-one with people. And then I also get invited to run workshops with people as well. And it's really varied what I, what I get to do. I love that one of my very early on little friends, one of my clients, he called me his cheerleader, which oh, I just love. Isn't that beautiful? And so sometimes I'll, I'll coin that phrase and I'll use that with, with younger people. And it's about helping people to realise what their strengths are first and foremost and helping them to connect with that. Because so many times, you know, if we said to someone, oh, write down some, some areas you'd really like to improve in your life versus, you know, the opposite of what are your strengths? Sadly, the second part leaves people scratching their heads sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I use the wonderful BIA character strengths survey, which I love because they have a youth version and the adult version. I'm not affiliated with them. I just love how it can actually help people to identify. And mm-hmm. that starts a stepping stone of, of building their confidence to see what it is within them. So it's creating a connection within and then helping them to then use those strengths out in the real world. So it might be 
I honestly have so many different clients. So as I said, social skills with kids, I've had, I do lots of work with people, helping them to build confidence, to apply for a job, first of all. And then also just some really cool tips and tricks on how to nail a job interview because I'm, I'm a little bit different and I really like being interviewed. Oh, hence why I said yes to today. But it's just about the fact that helping people realise they're an expert about themselves. When we understand our strengths, we just show up so much differently, don't mm-hmm. we? And the cheerleader, so many times in our conversations that Lisa and I have had with people, the importance of the other being in your corner, supporting you, seeing the best in you has been right up there in being important to to many people and being a game changer, I think, in, you know, whether we succeed or not or how quickly we get there maybe. Definitely, Leanne. And I think what's really important on that is that sometimes people will contact me and I even just, I acknowledge the fact that they've reached out to a confidence coach. You know, that in itself is a huge step. Yeah. And so we just have a chat to start off with. And then I try and work out the best way and and what I guess they think their end result might be. And that's pretty easy when you've got a job interview coming up. We can sort of package that up and do some practice around that. But it's quite funny because people will be like, oh, you know, I don't know what to say about this or about that. And I'll take them right back and I'll say, let's just take a big step back. Why have you applied? What interests you about the role? What are you looking for in a manager? And they're like, oh, what do you mean? And I said, well, it's not just about you being interviewed. You're interviewing them as well mm-hmm. because you're in a position where you can work out, do you see yourself aligning with that potential new boss or that organisation? And that helps to take the spotlight off them and it helps to have a, a create a sense of shared responsibility. And so it's about having a conversation rather than feeling all of that pressure on you being in the spotlight in an interview. So it just helps to have a different perspective and to take a big, deep breath. And that coaching element too, when you're you're able to coach them through with their strengths, because often people don't think they have strengths. Oh. So when it's highlighted to them, all of a sudden it's that aha moment of, wow, I didn't know that. And then they can apply it into like that job application, for example, how could I? share my application as well as the interview questions. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, just help really them like to, to break things down a little bit rather than seeing that huge problem or the issue or that, that big scary barrier. Yeah, and when that anxiety just pops up, you know, you're so nervous, it can often shut you down a little bit, but then opening it up through that conversation is fantastic. Are you able to share some other examples of the strategies that you use to reframe potential barriers that might hold them back to achieving yeah. those goals? Absolutely. And a lot of it starts with thinking about some people, just like what you were saying, Lisa, some people find it really hard to identify strengths. Mm. And so sometimes I'll say to a particular client, don't think about it as you, how would your best friend describe you? How would your partner, how would your boss, Mm. what are the things that they look for in you and, and why do you think you connect? And so again, it's taking that spotlight or the energy off them having to think about themselves too much and that anxiety of, of looking for something that they feel they can't find. Yeah. And I use different resources. So one of my all-time favourite things, and again, I'm not affiliated with them, but I, I do love what they do. From St. Luke's Innovative Resources, there's a pack of picture this cards and they're quite literally just the most beautiful photographs that I wish I had taken, but I didn't. And mm-hmm. 
instead of just asking questions verbally and, and re- expecting an answer and that someone just opens up to me, you know, if I haven't met them before, I let the power of the images mm-hmm. speak. And so I just put them all out. This is obviously if we're doing this in person, because I do a lot online as well. And I'll just pose different questions and the client or the clients, I do it in workshops as well, will then just pick a particular picture that speaks to them and then they'll share that response if they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's just a really nice way to connect. And obviously with my teacher hat on, there's lots of different learning styles out there as well. So I can't just expect everyone to want to be asked a question and answer that verbally. So using different resources like that really helps. And then the other thing that I really encourage, and it can be in a formal way or quite informal, depending again on the person, I'm, I love to keep a gratitude journal and I do encourage others to do it. Now, you might not be as, as dedicated and disciplined as someone like me and who loves to do it every night before bed, even just on a piece of paper, write down one, two, doesn't matter the number, something that you feel you've achieved or that you're grateful for. And I'd like to do it at the end of the day, perhaps. And especially um, I've been working with a lady who has transitioned from um, a very corporate job into the world of education. She had a dream. She always wanted to be a teacher. And I know my hat goes off to her and she's in her 50s. And she has been teaching for a couple of years and got a tap on the shoulder to say, you'd be amazing in leadership. Mm -hmm. So she contacted me and she was like, Kate, how, how do I do this? I've only been teaching a little while and, and already they're trying to get me to, to be a leader and they could see the strengths that she has that were transferable from her other career into this one. And I just said to her, well, let's think about what skills you have got an experience in your other previous world and in your corporate and what strengths could you bring across to teaching? And so I just suggested that after her her crazy hectic day of teaching that she just writes down one or two things Mm -hmm. that she feels that that are transferable and just write them down on a post-it note. And she leaves that either on her screen or on her keyboard. So the next day she comes in, she reflects on that and she can either use that again, that particular skill that day to recognize how she's, how she's used Mm -hmm. it, or she, she can add to that. And so it's creating a visual as well for her to accept that she has got those transferable skills. The research tells us that it's just so important. The more you use them, the more you see it in others as well as yourself and you see that there's actually more strengths piggybacking off that. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it is just so beautiful. What a, one, I love that you've connected the gratitude with the strengths as well because often, at, you know, at the end of the day when we're considering, you know, you might have had a pretty hectic day. Mm-hmm. But when you think about it, there are so many things that went well. There might have just been a couple of elements in the day that's been hectic and you that's know, okay. or tiring or exhausting, whatever it might be. Yeah. But there are so many other strengths at play and it's having that reflection time to identify that and yeah. bring in all those beautiful hormones that make us feel great when we are grateful and we notice them. Well, to me, that's, that there is, is a practice of mindfulness as well. Yeah. It's just taking that time and that moment, that quiet, just go, oh, actually, yeah, this happened today or I used this strength today. Mm. And it does shift your mindset. I think, you know, as our brains are wired for negativity, it's very easy to go, oh, terrible day, blah, 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 whatever it might be. But we miss the wonderful things that have happened when we have that mindset. So opening that up to much more of a positive 
thought process, whether it's through that mindfulness, that great gratitude practice, it really is, you see things so differently from there on. And it's really hard to continue to jump in. I still, I still acknowledge the, the hectic stuff that goes on in life, but I also find and fish for the other things and keep seeking for that because I know I feel much better from that. It's okay yeah. to do that, but move to towards finding um, those really good things. That's perfect. Yeah. The journaling really speaks to me. It's a practice that I do. And, and I think that whether you use a, a gratitude lens or you are simply reflecting on, you know, the day that or the week that's been, there's so much opportunity in that to, to look for, you know, be, as you said, Lisa, we will focus on the negative and we forget those golden moments that happen throughout the day. So being able to reflect helps us to find the things that we are doing well, find ways that, to shift if we are experiencing challenges. I know for myself in my personal life, it's, it's most helpful mm. in being able to work through the challenges that are. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Speaking to a mum of a toddler and tantrums at the moment, <laughs> it's going really well. Oh, dear. <laughs> Actually, you're doing a fantastic oh, job. I've met beautiful Winnie. Yes. And I think your approach to parenting has actually been helpful and probably having the skills in the confidence company is probably something you're drawing on all of the time. So you're building, you know, a beautiful human with confidence and strengths, which is terrific. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you. Mm. And all of these things, that the mindfulness, the mindfulness of reflection, gratitude, all of that helps us in, in filling that confidence tank, building those really important skills to be able to meet the challenges, to, to stand up in those times where we aren't feeling that, that perhaps that, that confident feeling a bit small and, and helping us to sort of stand in our light a, a little bit more, having that having that confidence to do so. Absolutely. And it's about practicing what I preach. It's just me. This is what I believe in and this is what works for me. And then I find that I connect with lots of different other people and it seems to be seems to be winning so far. And I just wanted to add something that I do when I run workshops with, with kids mm. in schools, or I should say young people, because I do a lot of work with secondary school, is instead of calling it a workbook, because even those words right there, can be a barrier because mm. people are like, oh my gosh, I have to write like what? Mm. Um, so in secondary school, I run lots of workshops on getting ready for the job market. So it might be building a resume, mm. getting ready for a job interview, how to apply for jobs. And so instead of calling it a workbook, I call it a reflection log. And I'll mm. say to the students, I actually don't care about spelling. I don't care about handwriting. This is up to them. And if they feel that they want to write things down, great. And then they get to take that home and, and quite literally reflect on it. And then they get to, to contact me as well. So it's just even just calling it something different and letting them know that it's a choice. I find there's greater buy-in from those students. Love it. More agency it. too for them to have that choice exactly. of which way exactly. they do it, whether yeah. they do it creatively or not or yep. yeah, wonderful. Oh, Kate, it's been so lovely speaking with you today. There's just so much we can be talking about. Mm -hmm. But what we would like to know is, I guess, based on the conversation that we've been having today, and besides your own wonderful work, is there a valuable resource, resource such as a book or a TED Talk or maybe a, a podcast that you might re recommend to our listeners today that might help them with improving their confidence? 
Yeah, absolutely. And someone, look, it's obviously very pertinent in my life at the moment, but I've been doing some work with some parents who are in the position for the first time. And so my go-to at the moment is the beautiful Maggie Dent. And the way that she is filling up the confidence cup for parents and carers is she's just... I know they call her the no-nonsense of parenting and so forth, but just her relaxed approach and her ability to have a conversation with you, even though she's obviously doing a podcast for thousands. So she's someone, the podcast that I listen to, but also reading some of her information. And that's with my teacher hat on as well. I really welcome her professional development. And there is a wonderful TED talk that I that I show in my workshops with mainly with older students and it's leading with lollipops and it's just the most beautiful story that the pre- presenter shares about how he unknowingly um, filled up the confidence cup of someone. It gives me goosebumps every time I talk about it because I believe in stories so much. I, that's what I think is, is the real connection for within and then how you connect with other people. I love that. I'm going to, I'm going to have to seek that one out. And Kate, where is the best place for people to find out a little bit more about you? Because I know obviously our listeners will be thinking, oh, I need to connect. Um, I've got a few extra things there that I might want to touch base with her. Where will we find you? So that could be your website, social media. Um, yes, all of the above, Lisa. So I was really thrilled this year. We worked on a brand new website and I've included a free 15-minute discovery call, which has been proven really, really popular. So it's just to have a chat because a lot of people are like, what is the confidence company? So it just <laughs> really helps to answer that question. And, of course, we're on Instagram, the confidence company Geelong, and then also on Facebook as well. And we always finish our conversations, Kate, by asking our guests um, if they could share one self-care strategy that they're implementing in in their wellbeing toolkit uh, that they can share with our listeners. Do you have one that you could share? I do, Leanne, and I call it the four M's. So this is what I love. And look, I don't necessarily do all four in one day, but I might. So there's movement. Music, mindfulness, and my favourite one, massage. Oh, yeah, please. So those four, I actually went for a a walk just before I I popped on here with you with my two little beautiful dogs and just listening. I just listened to the birds chirping and whatever else was going past. And so the four M's I practice quite regularly. I love that. I love love that you've created that four M's. Oh, it's been such a pleasure to speak with you today, Kate, and filling that confidence cup. I'm going to take that away with me for sure, is how do I continue for myself, but also Mm. for others that I work with? How do we fill that confidence cup more often to really become our best selves and find that potential that we have? That's my little takeaway. So thank you so much, Kate. Pleasure is all mine. Thank you both. Oh, how was that? This lovely lady, isn't she? And I took immediately in the beginning of the conversation the importance of the cheerleader. How often is that coming up in our conversations around the importance of the other person and the the difference they make in, in the choices that we make? That bit of confidence to move forward or not might just depend on on that other person 
I do hear what you were saying about the cheerleader. I think that is by far one of the things that are coming up all the time, that need for that social connection because the people around us who know us well are the valued people who actually do know us better than we sometimes we know ourselves. And it gets us out of our own head into a different perspective. I really love that. And I really love that she connected the strengths with the cheerleader as well, because your cheerleaders can be the people who identify your strengths that you, you are not aware of. And I know how many people have we spoken to that talk about, well, I don't know what my strengths are. What do you mean? I don't have strengths. And that tall poppy syndrome that sort of pushes us out. But yet when you have that community of people who can cheerlead you into other perspectives, you know, we are so much more prepared and, and like she explains, the confidence cup grows. I really like that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. All right. Oh, well, take care, everyone. Okay. Bye. Bye. And thank you for listening to the Imperfect Us podcast. As always, we are extremely grateful to our executive producer, Brenton Ainsworth, for helping us to put this episode together. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with someone you care about and we would be grateful if you could rate this podcast on iTunes. To continue the conversation and see what we're up to, you can connect with us on LinkedIn. Just search for Imperfect Us. Bye for now.